0: Chapter three, you deserve more health, happiness, and fulfillment is your birthright. Christine Matt. This statement is what I clung to as I was navigating my health crisis. Christine is one of my yoga teachers and a dear friend. She said these words to me at one of my lowest points and darkest moments. When I learned the treatment I had been doing for eight months didn't work. I'm saying them to you now, because you might be at a low point or in a dark moment right now. And that's why you're reading this book or you're feeling stagnant, demotivated, and just not excited about your work or the trajectory of your life. And you are wondering if this is as good as it gets. This is what I know to be true. You deserve more, more than a schedule that depletes and burns you out more than a singular focus on work, more than work that stifles your creativity and takes you away from your life's purpose. More than a soul crushing career or business, more than sacrificing relationships, health, and well-being in the name of getting enough done. More than one or two vacations a year where you finally get to relax and recharge. More than living for the weekend, especially as an entrepreneur, because the weekend doesn't really exist in your world. You may be saying, yes, yes, yes. If that's you and you are reading this book, you probably also have a lot of buts and reasons that seem legit and reasonable as to why you can't have the more that you deserve. I hear you. At one point or another on my journey over the past 12 years, I had them too. But I don't have time. Of all the butts I have heard over the years, this is the queen bee. We use lack of time as the reason for so many things that we want but can't have. This is where the psychology of time plays a pivotal role. Whether or not you decide you have enough time or you do not have enough time, that will become your reality. Think about the vacation effect. On the day before you leave for a vacation, you probably notice how wildly productive you are. You think differently about your time and your to-do list. The lack of time is actually motivating. And you are in a deep focus. So you have the cognitive ability to get a lot done in a short amount of time. And you don't feel guilty about it. The social program, programming of working more means you are more dedicated, more successful, or a harder worker falls to the wayside. It's not relevant in your most productive hours. Our human nature is to expand or contract our work to the time we have available. This is known as Parkinson's law. Think back to your college days. You might have been assigned a paper that was due in six weeks. How long did you take to get that paper done? (laughs) If you were like most people, it took you six weeks, but I'm willing to bet if you only had three weeks, you would have figured out a way to get it done in three weeks instead. It's counterintuitive, but believing that less time makes you more productive is the mindset of those who are wildly efficient with our time. This is why the psychology of time is one of the foundations of my 10 hour week method. When you get this, you can compress your work week by 50% or more. This is how I took a 60 plus hour work week, compressed it into 30 hours, and still got the same amount done. Colleagues in my corporate job asked me if I was on speed because they couldn't understand how I got so much done in such a short amount of time. No speed, no speed. just a smart, efficient use of the psychology of time. <clears throat> to do versus done is a mindset tool inside the 10 hour week method to help shift from not getting enough done to feeling accomplished and achieving more week after week. The idea is based on how we measure achievement. This matters because the experience of achievement or lack thereof you create today fuels your future experiences of achievement. Here's what it looks like. Diagram of the to-do and the done. Take control of time. Self-assessment answer the following question. How have you been measuring your achievements with the to-do yardstick or the done yardstick? Your perception of your achievement is the fuel for your future achievements. It matters where you measure your progress from. The to-do measurement will keep you in the trap of overwhelm and lack of accomplishment and breed a groundhog day experience of not having enough time and never getting enough done. But it won't work for me. I know you've probably tried all the time management and productivity systems on the market, and nothing has quite worked for you the way you want it to. You don't actually work less, get more done or feel more accomplished at the end of your day. You might even feel like you wasted time trying to create a schedule that you would never follow or that you had little hope of actually getting done because it didn't match your current capability. The planners courses and programs are collecting digital or literal dust on your shelves or inbox. There are two reasons why these don't work for most people. First, they only take into account clock time, which is the type of time we have the least amount of control over. It tells us where we are within our 24-hour daily cycle, but it doesn't put us in control of time. It's ridiculous to think that it would because clock time measures where the earth is at on its daily rotation about its axis. We have zero control over that. So clock time is just a tool to keep us on track with our 24-hour cycle. Second, they ignore the most powerful types of time, body time and mental time. These two types of time are 100% under our control and have the biggest impact on how effective and efficient we are in our daily 24 hours. Body time tells you how to organize your 24 hours in the most efficient way, when to do the things, and mental time controls your experience of your time, whether you feel overwhelmed or calm and confident. That's why the 10 hour week method is different. It combines the latest research on chronobiology, neuroscience, and psychology into a three-part framework that helps you transform your relationship with time through self-control. That's why the 10 hour week method is personalized to your biology. It impacts your productivity, but also your ability to work as fast as you want. Take control of time self assessment. Answer the following two questions How many different time management approaches have you tried? Question number two Did any of them take you as an individual human being with a unique biology into account? My guess is you gave her a number above one for question number one, and your answer to question number two is no. It's time to change that. Keep reading because what you learn in this book is going to make. Any one of those time management approaches you have tried in the past work. You can choose your favorite or apply the one I will teach you in chapter 11. They all work, but only when you layer them on top of the foundations of body time and mental time. But I don't own my schedule. I don't control it. We all have time constraints. For me, it's health and being a mom and a wife. For you, it might look different. It might be a boss, a job, or clients. Ultimately, we have 24 hours each day. This is the reality of life but this does not mean that you lack control of your time time constraints. Give us the opportunity to evaluate our values because when you have less time available, you have to simplify, find creative solutions and say no to what doesn't add value to your life. This is often very challenging because we're trained to seek conformity since childhood. So we don't tend to create out of the box solutions to time constraints. Instead, we conform to the most common solution working more. This is a slippery slope and often creates a snowball effect of overworking. Try this thought experiment: Experiment. Write down a time constraint you feel is keeping you from controlling your time and, or your schedule. Next, write down at least three ways you could innovate and creatively solve this problem. Here's an example. Shelly is a successful entrepreneur and single mom. She wants to scale back her work schedule to 20 hours a week from 40 and only work while her kids are in school. Her time constraint is her kid's school schedule. Here are three ways she can accomplish this. Hire a VA to take control of 20 hours of weekly tasks. Use AI to set up systems to handle 20 hours of tasks. Change her schedule to leverage her productivity sweet spot to get 20 hours of weekly project work done in just 10 hours. You are 30% more efficient in these sweet spots than in any other time slots of your day. Yes, Shelly is an entrepreneur, so she has more agency over her schedule. Even if you work for someone else, you can ask yourself these questions to come up with creative solutions to your time constraints. How much can I compress my work schedule? If I take advantage of my daily productivity sweet spot and do deep focused work, how can I create a win-win situation so that I get the schedule I want and the work my boss or manager expects me to do gets done. What is the most important result I create in my job? How can I achieve this within the schedule that would honor my unique biological rhythm? This is what is so amazing about time constraints. They make you more productive, but you have to know how to leverage them to your advantage. Most people see a time history as a dead end, when in fact, it's the road of opportunity. The possibilities for the solutions are endless, but without the right time mindset, it will be impossible to even consider that there is a solution. This is why mental time is one of the three core pillars of the 10 hour week method. Without it, we are stuck in our current reality of feeling the effects of time constraints instead of flipping them on their heads and using them as a power play of productivity. Take control of time assessment. Answer the following question. Take a moment to think about your time constraints, who thinks they own your time, bosses, clients, kids, what other constraints do you have on your time? Maybe kids, family, health, pets, pick one thing and think about what you can change to free yourself from some of your constraints or to create the same results in a compressed amount of time. The simplest answer is to slow down and batch your decisions about how you will use your time ahead of time. This is super counterintuitive because our natural inclination is to get to work when we feel a lot of pressure from a full to-do list on top of time constraints. We don't think we have time to waste making a plan or schedule in these situations, which for many of us is the everyday experience. Slowing down in this example is what speeds you up. For now, just being aware is enough. As you go through this spoke, you'll be able to see and remove the restrictions you currently experience. But I'm not good with my time. I'm not productive. Nobody is born with a productivity gene or lack thereof. Productivity is a skill. It's something we choose to build or not, but that's, what's so cool about neuroplasticity as a human, we were designed to learn new skills. Neuroplasticity is simply the brain and body's ability to change through experience. This design is hardwired into us, which means we can learn at any age. Since you are a high achieving entrepreneur, I know that you have done a lot of learning to make your business as successful as it is. There was a time when you didn't know how to write an email, run a podcast, webinar, or sales call, or even write copy for web pages, But now you do. You can learn anything you want. All you have to do is decide. Building the skill of productivity is no different, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. The 10-hour week method was designed for high achievers like you with limited extra time. It provides the tools, resources, and knowledge for developing new skills based on your individual circadian rhythm. In fact, you don't even have to schedule extra time in your calendar for this program. All you have to do is pay attention to your body, your energy, and your natural rhythms of life. You're not adding something new here. You're tapping into your innate innate ability to flow. Time control self-assessment. Answer this question. Don't think about it. Just let your fingers come. Just let your first thought come to mind. When you really wanted to do something that you felt was important, did you find a way and time to do it? Yes or no? We're all good with time when it comes to doing the things we really want to do or are important enough to us. It's not that you're good or bad with time management or productivity. It's that your time is filled with stuff you perhaps don't really want to do. I'm not good with time is a great excuse for not getting stuff done. It's also a signal that maybe the stuff you aren't getting done is the stuff you shouldn't be doing anyway. Make a quick list of work or events in your life that you avoid by using the excuse. I'm just not productive. Now ask yourself if you actually want to do these things at all. but I don't follow through. I never have. You might've given up on scheduling time management and productivity because in the past, you spent an hour or more Monday morning, creating a schedule only to throw it out before lunch. Who has time to waste on something that doesn't actually work. I get it. When you don't sync your schedule to your biological rhythm, you end up with a schedule that takes a lot of willpower and energy to follow through on. This is not what an ideal schedule is about. A schedule is just a collection of decisions about how you will use your time. You do this ahead of time so that you don't have to waste time and energy, figuring out how to spend your time A schedule batches, these decisions for a day or an entire week into a quick 15 minutes or less. It's a huge time saver. If you've done the work to figure out your daily biorhythm, you will easily know when to schedule your work and non-work tasks and projects, because you will know when your brain and body are best primed to handle them, making it easier for you to get them done faster. But as every with everything else in human life, it's not a perfect system. There will be days or times every day where you just don't feel like doing that thing you plan to do. The 10 hour a week method helps you handle these situations as well. The science-backed tool I call the follow-through method. This tool requires less than two minutes to use and keeps you on track with your schedule. Even when you're feeling a lot of resistance, and want to throw in the towel and following through. In addition, there is new research that has identified a part of the brain called the anterior midcingulate cortex, AMCC for short, that is responsible for our ability to do things we don't want to do. The super cool thing about this part of the brain is that just like a muscle, we have the ability to make it grow or to let it atrophy. When you grow it, you better equip yourself to follow through on the things in your schedule that are challenging or that you just don't like to do. The 10 hour week method equips you with a schedule organized by your individual biorhythm and simple daily or weekly practices to grow your AMCC. You will become a schedule following genius. Time control self assessment. Let's do a little thought experiment. Experiment. Choose something on your to-do list or schedule that you don't really like or want to do. Now consider how easy or challenging it would be for you to do it under the following two scenarios. Scenario number one, you wake up barely having slept, feeling lethar- lethargy, brain fog, and low energy. How hard would it be for you to do this task you don't like or don't want to do on a scale of one to 10? One equals no problem where 10 equals excruciatingly hard. Scenario number two, you wake up fully refreshed and energized, feeling enthusiastic and super focused on what's in the day ahead. Now, how hard would it be for you to do this task? You don't like, or don't want to do on a scale from one to 10, where one is equal to no problem. And 10 is equal to excruciatingly hard. The point of this exercise is to show you that you can do things you don't want to do and do them more easily. When you strategically place them into your 24 hour cycle, where you are best equipped energetically, emotionally, and cognitively, to handle the resistance to doing them. This is precisely why matching your schedule to your biology is a game changer when it comes to using your time better. But I'm a procrastinator. Procrastination is just a signal that something is off balance between your schedule and your natural rhythm. It's mother nature's way of restoring energy, focus, and motivation. If you have ever procrastinated something, you know that it works because of the time pressure it creates. I have had countless clients come to me telling me that they do their best work under pressure. It's true, but it's not actually the pressure that creates this elevated performance. It's the biology at play in these situations that makes us more productive. In situations where we procrastinate, there is almost always a resulting time pressure and our biological and psychological response to this looming deadline is what gets us into hyperdrive mode to get it done on time. The brain chemistry at play here is dopamine, this is the chemical for motivation, adrenaline, which is the chemical for energy and acetylcholine, the chemical for focus. Procrastination is a way of artificially manufacturing this chemical triad. And this is actually what creates the elevated performance. What's amazing about human design is that this chemical triad can be created without time pressure. In fact, the 10 hour week method was designed to deliver the productivity toolkit to allow you to experience the, predictable, the predictably productive effect of this chemical triad Every day with little to no effort at the end of the day, the point is that you have a choice. You can keep procrastinating. There's actually nothing wrong with it unless you don't like the experience of time pressure and would rather get things done ahead of schedule or on time, or you can lean on your productivity toolkit to create this elevated performance on a consistent daily basis. It's up to you to choose in this case. In this case, knowledge creates empowerment and agency. This is what self-control is all about. Time control self-assessment. Think about the times you've procrastinated, write them down. Now recall each situation and think about the result you got each time. Did you always manage to get it done in the end and do it well? Or did procrastination mean you got the job done but it was only half as good as it could have been? The key is to procrastinate on purpose. Don't use it as a delay tactic, use it as a strategy. If you struggle with any of these, this book, and the bonuses will help you. But if you want to accelerate your progress with the guidance and support myself and my team, book a call with us or enroll in the 10 hour week program, www.neilwilliams.com forward slash 10 dash hour dash week.